Hey guys, it's your girl Etta, also known as the CEO paralegal, author, legal consultant, legal educator, and of course, your host of the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast. Join in on the fun by downloading, subscribing, and sharing our content. You can also take your support further by hitting the coin icon on the Let's Talk Paralegal website, where as a thank you, we will provide you with exclusive content, news, and maybe even some swag. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause and share your support now. In this episode, I get to speak with Alana Desant, a legal educator, both at the high school and college level. You all know legal education is by far my favorite topic. We speak about what legal studies looks like now and what it's going to look like in the near future. Listen in for more. Need an extra set of hands for a case that requires a little more investigation work? Check out our proud sponsor of Season 3, Affirm Investigative Solutions where you get the tailored and personal care for your case when you need it most. With over 10 years of experience, Affirm Investigative Solutions makes the process easy. Set up a call, develop a plan, and then execute that plan. Affirm Investigative Solutions, the litigation partner that has your back. Welcome to the Let's Talk Paralegal Podcast, Alana. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me back again. I'm so looking forward to this. I know, I know. You actually were one of our first guests ever. So I thank you for that. We kept our relationship, obviously. Um, we're on several projects together. So I appreciate all the work you do for especially legal education because you do both high school and college um yeah. you teach obviously mm -hmm. and so i love that you continue to do that because i i feel like regardless where you're at in life you still need a foundation right you still need a, a foundation in education and you guys really do provide that so thank you for all the teachers out there thank you for what you do because i know <laughs> the pay sometimes is not there but yet you still do it so thank you appreciate it shout out uh -huh. um, you're welcome <laughs> i know so today i i actually threw this topic at you and you went ahead and whipped something up and i love that about you totally a professor style <laughs> <laughs> Um, and no problem. But there are things that are they were ruminating in my mind. And I said, "There's so many things. Let me try to organize my thoughts a little bit." That it's mainly for me than for you. <laughs> so funny. So funny. And we're going to talk about legal education, right? We're going to talk about the trends, innovative trends, the do's and nots, or what's going on out there inside and outside the classroom. Um, we're really going to give the people that either have been out of the game or are thinking to come into the game. Um, especially in the education realm, legal education, we're going to give them an idea of what that looks like and what that could look like and what that did look like. So that's really what we're going to go over for the audience out there. And I first want to talk about this high flex access that you were talking about to courses. Yes. Um, I thought that was really interesting. So tell me a little bit about that. Oh my gosh, it's, it's a huge, huge trend now. I just came back from the American Association for Paralegal Education, uh, national organization and all of the paralegal professors and legal studies professors, bachelor's degree to associate's degree. And I work at Broward College where we offer an associate in science in paralegal studies. So all my counterparts all over the country come there. And the big trend now that we saw was that what we call high flex. And we saw that a lot of the programs that are growing in enrollment numbers and the, meeting the demands of 
what students or potential students wants is that they want to be able to come into the classroom and or have the option to sit at home and view the course live, not purely online, but a live interaction with the classroom, with their classmates and the professor via Zoom. Um, COVID basically gave students all over the country, as we saw a little bit of a taste of that, right? <laughs> and some loved it, others didn't. But for our demographics and student population, which is pretty much the same for a lot of these paralegal programs, are that these are usually working people who have careers, whether they want to get into the paralegal, they're changing careers, or they're already there and they want to get a promotion by getting certified. It's hard for them to leave work, fight the traffic, get there on time. They have childcare issues. It, you know, it's a whole array of things. And what we found is what we're finding, um, basically from feedback from my students and other programs, that um, having that Zoom option was really something that was helpful to them and that they're able to um, still get their education and still meet the demands of their career and family at the same time. So we have, and we want to make it optional because we have students who, you know, because I have kids, I cannot be at home <laughs> and I need to be in a classroom away from family and distractions. But we do have, it's, it's looking as though more times than not, um, people are, are looking for that option. And I found that there was a panel and that we had somebody was uh, from the, like uh, the Chicago-based school where it enters in the city and their students preferred that. And we also had somebody who represented the rural, a rural school. Wow. We're traveling for miles on end to get to class, you know, you know, wasn't an option or was becoming less um, of, a, of a something that people wanted to do when they know the technology is there to accommodate that. And especially in this market where so many firms are hiring and there's the demand for paralegals, as, as you know, oh, you know yeah. off the charts, you know, people are becoming, is it worth me going to school when maybe I could get a job with or without it, you know, whatever the case may be. So schools have to, you know, are, are finding that they have to meet the students and the, the public where they are at this point. I love it. I love, I love the fact that you guys are transforming and not conforming because that's different you're transforming right. to the needs of the students because if not you're not going to have students <laughs> like let's be real um, and hopefully that kind of leads to the rest of the legal industry um because yeah there's another thing like you kind of said we, paralegals are high in demand obviously i know that i work with that day to day Mm -hmm. But um, also the hybrid model, right? Yes. Having the option to work from home sometimes is great when the kids are sick or when they have a day off or daycare is closed or right. whatever the case may be. Right. Um, especially now, I feel like there's more and more federal holidays. Like I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> right. like seven days off and now my kids have like a whole month off. I'm like, you're Whoa. like, you're home again. <laughs> like, are you even learning at this point? But um, no, I get it. I totally get it. Um, you know, I, me, I'm actually going back to school. So I get it. I, I'm looking at all my options right now because right. Um, that's one of the first things you're probably looking. One of the first things. OK, I, we get calls all the time. Do you have a, a Zoom yes. component, an online component? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I need. Um, so I think really what it comes down to and the topic of everybody's mind right now, especially after the pandemic is work life balance, right? right? That's what everybody's looking for. Everybody's looking for whatever this mystical creature is. Um, right. And so I always say that that has to do a lot with um, 
a person to person, right? So like a single mom is not going to have the same work-life balance versus um, a young person with no children or, you know, someone with no children. So understanding that everybody has a different version of a work-life balance is also another thing that we all as employers, educators, service providers, whatever it is, we need to understand as well. So we need to understand the needs of others. It was what I heard from all of that. So that's amazing. Absolutely. And on there. Know, hopefully more employers as well as schools are getting the message, like you said, a little bit faster than anticipated. So yeah, I mean, I, I have attorneys call me all the time saying that they need a paralegal and like they can't find one. And I was like, well, okay, well, I got a couple questions for you. You know, what do you exactly. offer? What's the mm-hmm. pay rate? What are the hours? What are the What's the environment like over there? Because they're even looking at culture, company culture. They don't even want to invest their time if they see that the company culture is toxic or not non-existent to be worse. So, um, you know, there's a lot of questions that employers need to ask themselves too while they're looking. Um, You know, employees are now getting smarter and they're looking at their job like what, how we always used to, you know, everybody thinks that this is a new phenomenon, but it's like, this is how we always needed to view our jobs. We needed to view our jobs as what is my return on investment? If I'm investing the bulk of my time in this one company, right? Which Mm -hmm. most of us only have one job. Mm -hmm. Um, What am I getting in return? What are it's funny because employers were the ones that were doing that, but this whole pandemic has turned that all around that now employees are also thinking. Yeah, they're getting, they're like, okay, travel time, gas is going up, inflation, everything is going up. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you giving me? You know, what, how, what am I actually getting at the end of the day? Yeah. And, and that's really, um, important for everybody to understand that, you know, you have to look at the, um, the current, I guess, temperature, like my husband always says, um, right. on both sides, you know, exactly. Exactly. So, um, that brings me to my next point though, with this whole flipped classrooms, which for me is more like teaching them to be proactive right. <laughs> and then maybe for others, it's just frustrating. So, <laughs> so I mean, so let, we talked a little bit about this before the recording because I definitely right. have a lot of questions on that one. Right. But um, yeah, let's talk about this whole flipped classroom concept. Right. It's basically flip the classroom, as it says. Now, traditionally on the law school level and just undergraduate level, you know, students would come in. You would hope that they've read, <laughs> but you pretty much are introducing the new material to them first, lecturing and then giving them assignments and homework that they will take from the lecture Whereas now we say flipping the classroom says we want you to come into the classroom even more so prepared so we can give you more hands-on assignments in the classroom based on your readings and the learning objectives for that day in regards to that. So uh, the homework is done beforehand and then you're coming in without with less talking from the teacher and we're basically may have more group assignments um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the other thing when I told you was a think pair share where we have uh, you think about it beforehand in class. You'll talk to your classmates and then afterwards as a whole class, we'll discuss what each pair or grouping talked to I mean, um, discussed about it. More interactive, analytical, critical thinking that's going on in the classroom as opposed to just students just sitting there absor- absorbing the professors which can go in one ear and out the other, <laughs> depending on what that is, but maybe giving you more, um, I guess, uh, hands-on assignments and more time for the professors to really 
answer questions as yeah. opposed to, you know, just going through the whole thing, dumping it on the students, and then, you know, everybody goes home at that point yeah. in time. Yeah. I know. I, I never understood that. Right. Because I even though I'm an analytical, logical person in mm -hmm. general, like even in my personal life, I'm very much organized. You know, the, the typical OCD perfectionist type A. That's me. I, I am. Claim I it. Am, Love I it. Should, <laughs> you know, the poster board child for that. But um, I've always been that way, by the way. Everybody kept asking me if, if it was my career or my circumstances. And no, it's just me. Like, that's just my personality. You were little, I, that's great. I, I was, you know, I was raised by two perfectionists. So it's like, you know, it was only natural for me it to follow <laughs> But beside the point, um, I always say that what you need to do um, is be hands-on. Like, you're not going to learn. Like, for that, just watch a video. At that right. point, you know, just watch a video, read the book and then take the test. Right. Um, I never understood this whole like old school mentality or vintage learning is what they're calling it now. Uh, um, yes, I like yeah, that. Yeah, because, you know, everything old is learning. vintage, you know, yes, it sounds fancier. Yes. Um, vintage learning of, of, of the lecturing, right? It's like, what are you actually learning? Like if you're just going to, it's kind of like for those of you out there that don't even know what we're talking about, it's kind of like when you do a PowerPoint presentation or somebody just reads off the PowerPoint, like for that, just give me the PowerPoint and I'll read the PowerPoint, PowerPoint on my own. And then, and, yeah, my own. and which is what I tell students, okay, the PowerPoint's there, unless it's something like I'm going bit by bit, like really delving into it. But also say the PowerPoint's there, we're going to do this today, right? And based on your reading, et cetera, et cetera, that we're going to um, have you do and, and students are demanding more hands-on activities and projects so they when they graduate they'll have something to show the employers which is definitely a trend that we are um, implementing even more so here at Broward College and having all of our programs have more hands-on uh, assignments and projects that students can use a portfolio and as a portfolio they need, it. Yeah. they need it um the traditional learning is, is not going to help them be efficient paralegals they have to be right. hands-on they have to be analytical and logical thinkers they have to know how to analyze um that is what a paralegal does in essence so that's awesome so that brings me to my next one about role playing right so you have them role play absolutely i've been always been known for role playing in my classroom from day one but even more so now I call it descent theater and they're like oh my god i have to act i have to do this and so yeah just think that the state you know attorneys are frustrated actors paralegals you guys are right behind us in that sense right so this is to get you into the mindset of, you know, um, actually thinking on your feet and actually feeling what it'd be like on a daily basis to be in the office in regards to customer service, which is a huge thing that attorneys use paralegals in, in their office. Soft skills is important. We do have a soft skills certification that we offer here at Broward College that our students have to take. However, putting that and implementing that kind of giving them that role play and circumstances will help them to, to actually exercise that as well. And I have my colleague, um, she brings in total strangers. Like I have my students do it with each other, but they're familiar, but I think it's brilliant to have somebody totally, you know, come off the street practically. I'm like, oh God, who's this person? And then you're going to have to like, actually, you know, do the role play with them. They're the the difficult cut, the client or uh, whatever the case is in that respect. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, you know, you know, that teaches them emotional intelligence, which exactly. is a way of doing it. You know, we're going to have mm -hmm. listening skills. You're going right. to have to listen. You're going to have to empathize. You're going to have to be a therapist sometimes, you know, it's Absolutely. reality. It comes with the uh, job. Um, 
delivering horrible news is never good in any case. And that's also, you know, clients are coming there nine times out of 10 when they're not in the best of circumstances. So you're going to have to have that empathy, that handholding skill. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You have to. So I love it. I love that that, that's a creative way to actually implement such an important skill or skills. Um, and I love it because I feel like soft skills are no longer soft. Like, I feel like they need to be, in it's, our true. it's true. Because it's like, that is so important, not only for the legal industry. I feel like it's important throughout any business Every industry. Every, I told our students, even if you never become a paralegal, all of this is important stuff. Having a legal education, I think is important, but definitely, like you said, the soft skills is going to be. I love it. I love it. And then what's this about think pair and share. I love it. What's well, that's that? kind of like going back to the flipped, um, the flipped classroom. One of the things that we do is that we have students discuss. So I have the recommended groups and it really works well, um, even more so with the Zoom component, because you can literally break them up into rooms where they can have private discussions amongst themselves without, you know, listening to their neighbors or having, a, you know, an extra loud classroom where they can really dive into a problem or a case study that you give them. Well, you know, and hopefully they, they did the reading before going back to the flip classroom, <laughs> but they have that background and they can discuss, have an intelligent conversation with each other, kind of um, see, bounce ideas off of each other um, in regards to that. And then I bring everybody back into the classroom, the pairs, and then they each group will, or each pairing will share on what they discussed and kind of contribute to the classroom discussion. And it's really good because, you know, we have a multitude of personalities in any given Oh, yeah. We have those who are, will it's dominate the whole it's class the whole building. time. I love it. Right? They'll talk the whole time. And, you know, those two or three people have conversations with me. And then the rest of them are sitting there, you know, quietly. So this kind of forces a little bit the quiet people will not, you know, pulling them out their shell a little oh. bit by little bit and let them at least be prepared, right? Because they would have had time to discuss. Right. With their partner in a one-on-one setting. So when I call on them and say, okay, what did your group say? You know, they'll kind of could bounce the same ideas off of each other like they did, you know, for a little few minutes ago, but they're more prepared as opposed to, you know, you know, some people are not as quick to think on their feet or they don't like to talk in public. This kind of gives them a little bit more of that. But in my classes, again, I give them a lot of presentation work they have to do as well. So <laughs> by then, by the end of class, they should be pretty comfortable uh, talking in front of a group. Yeah. And I love that. you know, team building is also another thing, you know, Absolutely. you have to work with your teammates. Um, you're not and, you know, they, they get upset at it when I make them work in groups. I'm like, why as a paralegal? I said, as a paralegal, you're moving more than anybody or you're working with teams, even if it's that one solo attorney, right? Mm-hmm. You are a team player. That is your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the one that brings in the receptionist, the legal assistant, the Absolutely. law clerk, everybody. You're the one that puts all the information together. And in order Absolutely. to do that, you have to have a good relationship. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we talked about inside the classroom. So now let's talk about dun, 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 outside mm-hmm. the classroom, right? Which is something that you can't control, but you can kind of train and you can kind of see and you can, you know, you've been in this long enough to understand right pretty much what's going out there compared to what was going out there. So let's talk a little bit about that, how you feel like there's certain programs that need to be implemented or or certain things that you feel like, hmm, you know, this should be good for outside the classroom. 
Well, outside the classroom, what we've done recently is um, in the last few years, and you, you've been one of our mentors. So we, we, she's a phenomenal mentor for those of you out there um, who probably already have her as a mentor, but she's officially a part of our mentoring program at our college. And that's a trend that is growing even more so. It's always been there, but in, um, the different programs are trying to institute pairing students with working paralegals so they can, again, have somebody that they can bounce ideas off, get advice, not do their homework. We also <laughs> are helpful with homework, but basically, you know, career advice, educational advice, even, you know, work-life balance, the whole thing that they should have somebody there as a part of their network. You know, you're not asking this person for a job immediately, but having them in your network of people that you can rely on in the future is something we think is was important. So we do see more and more schools implementing mentoring programs in, in that sense um, for paralegals and even for law schools. I see that they're doing that in and within law firms. They, I think they've even gone beyond mentoring. I think they call them sponsorship now, Ooh. where partners are sponsoring um, the younger associates coming in and making sure that they're able to get those, you know, billable hours. So not only just get assignments, but also help them with client development. So when it gets to a certain level, they're, they're able to really make partnership tracks. So there are different ways that, you know, senior professionals are trying to uh, give back to the students and to the younger professionals. I love it. I love it. And what is this about seeing more men in your classroom? What's going on there? You oh, wow. This nominated. Is... <laughs> I mean, I think even Wait, more so than ever. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I mean, more so than ever. We were even looking for um, um, a male, I think a Hispanic male, hmm. to talk on a panel. Hmm. And we went even outside of our alums. We have some alums, some of them couldn't do, but they even we went to some of the associations and beyond Steven Sanchez, even he I was going to say, poor Steven, <laughs> even he could, cause he was, he wasn't available. We thought that he was going to be, Oh, we have stage. I'm like, Oh, he couldn't do it. Oh my God. What are we going to do? And it's, it's, I think paralegals in general, cause I've talked to male students and some of those who even left the program, they think it's a very female dominated, like nursing, female dominated um, profession and I don't know if it's male ego. This is just my interpretation, but they don't like being the second kuhuna, I guess, to the attorney. So I, one student literally told me, well, you know, I'm just thinking I'm just going to go straight to law school because why would I want to be second in charge when I can be in charge? And I said, okay, that's, you know, <laughs> you know but th this is a good way for you to, to Gotta love that. you want to be a parent, you know, being a paralegal is a good way to know if you want to be an attorney instead of investing all that time and money, which comes back to something else that I think you and I talked about briefly is that I also see a trend with the younger generation though. So it might be a full circle where they're thinking school loans, debt, you know, a lot of them are rethinking a lot of things and including law school. Like I, I teach a high school and although it's a legal magnet program, I'm going to say maybe a quarter to half at most want to go to law school because they're thinking about debt. Like I think my time and money could be better spent. Um, I going back to return on investment then becoming a full-fledged lawyer. So some of them would want to come to paralegals and others want to do something else where they know shorter period for school, 
and making money would probably be just as good, if not better, in some cases. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I love it because for those, especially for me, because I'm in that category, Mm -hmm. um, even though I did, obviously, we all thought about law school. Like paralegals at one point always thought about that. always thought about it. Right, right. Because we always have those attorneys that are like, you'd be a great lawyer. And I still do. I still, some of my clients even say that you'd be an amazing, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm talking to a lawyer at this point. Mm -hmm. And so it's great. Thank you. It's an amazing compliment. You know, I'm not saying I'm not downing that at all, but for me, just law school, you know, just wasn't my thing. Um, But I did want a higher education. So I'm so happy to see these masters of law coming out and the jurist masters coming out because although we don't want the JD, we do want, you know, graduate degree, right? And we had to stop at our bachelor's degree. So most of us just have bachelor's or have master's in something else, you know, a master in business or a master Mm -hmm. in something else. And I, I wasn't that person. Like when I went back, when I wanted to go back, um, all they had was the LLM. And unfortunately, if you don't have a JD, you can't have an LLM. LLM, So I was like, "Mm, okay, I'm not going to have Unless a you're an international lawyer or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously there's ways, but yeah. I didn't obviously did not fall into any uh, of those categories. Yeah. So I got really distressed until finally all these new master programs came out where you can have a bachelor's, you know, take your whatever else that G, GR, what is it? The GMAT? GRE. The GMAT, GRE, there's a whole most. All of those, all those assessment, um, uh, you know. Entry level uh, to get to the- Right to get you to apply mm-hmm. for your master's and have a couple of recommendation letters and you're good. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm finally oh, good luck. You, are you you, you making a- the, you doing the applications now or you yes. have been admitted? Oh well, good luck. I'm not admitted yet. Um, okay. I it took me a little bit to find out because you know me, I'm very picky. <laughs> you want to do your research? I have to do my research. Uh-huh. I I am like this at you know as a birth, mm-hmm. and so I finally found a program that fits my lifestyle, fits my needs and fits my goals. Right. Because I didn't want to just go back to law school. I mean, go back to school just to get another degree. I wanted a degree that would actually help me in what I'm actually currently doing and what I want to do in the future. Right. Because that's the whole purpose. Um, Of course, of course. I'm going back. But another thing that you brought up, and I think we kind of talked about this um, briefly, was the um, legal technology right oh, yes. and mm-hmm. how that's enabling the paralegals and the lawyers and 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 really how obviously that became a big thing uh we all know it came during bigger yeah, uh during covid right mm-hmm. because it kind of it, pushed those attorneys who were hesitant to embrace it yeah, into the 21st century most of them they probably still some hold out even the courts i remember the yes. courts not even having an updated outlet. We would need to bring converters because of how outdated these outlets were. They weren't even up to par with the new technology. We were, that was for like, oh my gosh, what were those machines called? I had them when I was a kid or when I was younger. It was like where you put the, the plastic um projectors the projectors. projectors yes 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 the sliding yes 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 <laughs> that's how old those outlets were oh it's when we used to use projectors back in the day i'm like right. yeah might as well just continue to wear the wig guy like, right <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here it was not so- anymore they all have to, well not all a lot of them have now to we have zoom words. court Zoom, Zoom court. Court. They, they don't even want to come, you know, back into the courtroom. 
<laughs> yeah, it's great. It up from like the waist up, and then they have their PJs from the waist down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is again what we try to do with the students is prepare them for that, right? Because yeah. so much of you know how to set up your Zoom and your set up your attorneys for Zoom court and everything like that, and having Zoom etiquette. Mm-hmm. You know, for those who might go on to law school, it's it's definitely has taught them that. And and things in the cloud, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, of the law is so paper driven has been for centuries, and now it's more and more are actually able to feel more comfortable with you know having uh, their information in the cloud because the pandemic taught okay we, if we can't come into the office we still have to function we have to be able to work from anywhere and access our our documents and, yeah. you know I think the big thing on that was confidentiality was, yes 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 you know and and you know how many non-disclosures I have signed in my life it's ridiculous <laughs> um, yeah like confidentiality agreements like I've had to sign so many things when it comes to that um right. And I, unfortunately, I learned the hard way that on one of them, I signed off not as a freelancer, but for those of you out there that are working nine to like regular, you know, law firm jobs as an employee, you sign off your work product. And I didn't know that. So I had created templates. I've created a process. I had done everything for this law firm and I was going to go ahead and implement it in my business. Mm -hmm. I went off on my own. And I couldn't do that because fortunately Ooh. I signed off my work product. So wow. yeah, it was yeah. hard to digest. It was, it was hard to grasp that, um, that they just, you know, took me through a loop on that one, but Hey, we live Always, and we learn. Right. Read the fine print as we know. Have now, to read right? the fine print yeah. And I ended up creating my own stuff anyway. So it didn't right. matter. <laughs> you probably improved whatever it is. Well, yeah, I had, it had to be updated because right. obviously, I was like five years out of the game and laws change and everything is like, you know, it depends, right? right. So it depends on whether it's uh, what state you're in. So everything differs. So it, it actually turned out to be better because it got me to rethink some things and update and upgrade myself too. Right. So definitely guys read all that, read everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was an amazing conversation. I know you have to go. So I want to keep our time and respect your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can talk to you all day. We know this. I mean, there's so, so we much- talk all the time. We <laughs> carry on conversations. You're great. But yeah, that I've been, this was a pleasure. I love coming in and talking about um, education and the legal education and what's going on in, in the legal communities. But, you know, for my the young people, I always tell them that having a legal background, no matter what you want to do, going into business, be a paralegal, which is a profession in and of itself, or using the, the education to go into law school eventually, whatever it is, is, you know, very I think important just having that basic knowledge of the legal system, if nothing else, for your own personal edification and your own personal life. Yeah, we're all important. we're all going to stumble into something one day, whether right. it's a car accident, a marriage, divorce, childbearing, all that has legal concepts behind it. Everything we right. touch in life, from the moment Everything. we wake up to the moment that we go back to sleep. We... So as soon as, unfortunately, politics affects almost everything we do, as does the law. So here we go. <laughs> and sometimes, and that's another thing that I want to introduce to you guys, politics and law, two different concepts. Two different okay? concepts. Not but... the same. Because <laughs> that's what a lot of people say. They're like, oh my God, you must love politics. I'm like, uh, no, I care not to comment, but <laughs> I'm a legal professional. <laughs> I know. Right, right. right. But anyways, thank you, Alana. I appreciate you so You're much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
see decline in productivity, lack of motivation, or even high turnover at the law firm, this is probably because there is a lack of tools and training. Maybe you are seeking to enhance your skills and knowledge. Look no further than Edarosa LLC, your premier provider of law firm staff training services and legal education for all legal professionals. At Edarosa LLC, we understand the importance of continuous learning in the legal field. That's why we offer comprehensive training programs designed to empower your team with the latest legal insights and strategies. Edarosa speaks both lawyer and paralegal, which provides her with the edge you need to get your staff where they need to be. Whether you are looking to sharpen your skills, stay up to date on industry trends, Edarosa LLC has the resources you need to succeed. Our flexible training programs can be customized to fit your firm's unique needs and schedule, ensuring minimal disruption to your day-to-day -day operations. Say goodbye to outdated training methods and hello to cutting-edge legal education with Edarosa LLC. Contact us today to learn more about how we can help you and your firm thrive in today's ever-changing legal landscape. Click the link below and schedule your 15-minute chat today.